epic heroes don't have inner childhood wounds. One day, Bernardo will emerge, bringing with him an era of freedom and justice. You know who he is? Who He's is? Harry Potter. I'm so, so mad. mad. I'm so mad. This is feeling church. hot. I'm actually so really annoying, mad. Right? Or, <laughs> lamunin ka ng lindol! May the earthquake swallow you. It's like the reverse mm. of Space Jam. is a podcast on Philippine mythology and folklore. Yes. What's our topic today? Our topic today is, so I'll give you some background and I, I, I told Ice this also, but like, so we had just come from our Walang Kamatayan uh, mini season. Mini season. Which like, didn't feel like a mini season. It, it felt like a long, we had <laughs> a lot like of we did so much. We did like two months worth of content yeah. for that, right? And anyways, it was fun because it's such a big topic. And so we we were gonna we wanted to do a couple of episodes that are I wanted to do a couple of episodes that were still thematic, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to do something that was of the season, right? And which season? But it, again, that's a good question, right? Which season? Because also Christmas is again not an indigenous celebration. So I went through: Are there any like harvest season, okay. cold season things, uh, celebrations, gods and goddesses? There were not, and I thought, well, met, of course you not. Know, of course not. You know, I mean, even his Hispanized versions, there wasn't. But you know what we do have is in this season we are we've been having a lot of earthquakes. So it's earthquake season. <laughs> so it's still seasonal. So I don't know. Like, is it earthquake season every December? I don't know. I'm just making it up. Oh, okay. It's been earthquake seasonal season. Seasonal by definition. Season, means seasonal. It happens. Yes. Recurring. There's the a lot period. of after. One, one thing happens and then like. Well, aren't we on a fault line? We are on a fault line. We are in the Pacific Ring of Fire, which is very, very big. But the Philippines is. If, if any of you have traveled across certain parts of Southeast Asia, uh-huh. you will notice a lot of differences in the Philippines, particularly in infrastructure. And like, we don't have really old structures, really old buildings. And that's a, a factor of that could be because we didn't really just design that way. But what also, do you mean by really old? we don't have big temples like they do in Cambodia mm. or, or Laos. We don't have big temples like they do in Thailand or, or palaces like they have in Indonesia or temples also, considering the influence, right? Mm. And it could be because, you know, there, there are a couple of anthropological theories so that it could be because as a culture, we just build with with biodegradable materials like wood and nipa and things like that but also another theory could be we don't have the type of rock that one needs mm-hmm. to build these big structures because we are in a volcanic fault line and we have our our stone mm-hmm. is like crumbly and not good for that. we had this discussion during the mm-hmm. chinese new year episode mm-hmm. right because the chinese new the the church in ongpin oh, yeah. is from piedra china which is imported rock from china well, it's also it also just could be that you know the the country was colonized before they could develop the technology. No, no, the the temples in like Cambodia and Laos were from thousands and years ago, thousands and thousands even mm-hmm. before colonization. Yeah, mm-hmm. and India also, and we have a lot of Hindu influences. Mm-hmm. So that that could be. I yes, mean, they were destroyed. They could also have been destroyed, but because but they could have been destroyed in all the other Southeast Asian countries also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would have ruins at least, but we don't have ruins like that as okay. such. So that's a theory. That's a, a anthropological slash geo geographical mm-hmm. geo geothermal theory, <laughs> geographical theory. So I want to talk about earthquakes, and I said, surely there should be a god of earthquakes. There are actually multiple gods of earthquakes. There are multiple gods yeah. of earthquakes, but I wanted to do one particular Is one. He a god? He is. He, he he came from uh, the myth of gods. He was a con- he is like the, he's like an like a amalgamation. 
Okay, okay. He's a Hispanized amalgamation. And I'm talking about Bernardo Carpio. Bernardo Carpio. Carpio. Bernardo Carpio. A very Spanish name. A very Spanish name. He was actually, and this is a spoiler alert, in his mythology, in his story, mm-hmm. the reason he's named Bernardo Carpio is because when he was born, he was preternaturally strong mm-hmm. and and powerful that the shaman who, or mid-person, yeah. not a midwife, it's a guy, who, who birthed him said that you should name him after Bernardo Carp del Carpo, which is a hero in Spain. Mm. But he's sort of like a Paul Bunyan type of hero. He's not a real person. He might not have been a real person. He's yeah. more of like a folk hero. Like an epic, yeah. Like El Cid, you mm. know. So like there are things that are made up and things that are not known. So that was the suggestion that he that he came up with. Okay. So I'll tell you a little bit about him overall and I'll tell you the, his myth first. All right. All right. I'll tell you his myth and then we'll talk about like his potent possible origins. Mm-hmm. In my, sorry, in my mind, I always confuse him with Pedro Penduco. No, Pedro Penduco. And I Penduco. don't know why. Like, yeah. Pedro Penduco is a little bit more of a trickster. He a is. trickster god. He is. But, uh, he's not a god. He's just a... Uh, character. Character. Trickster. Comic hero or yeah. something. No, yeah. Bernardo Carpio has, has sort of like a demigod aspect mm. to him. But he's also a very flat character. I will tell you now. There's okay. not a lot of dynamism in this character. Uh, a lot of no the character, character growth. It's not no character growth. It just happens. Things just happen to him. But like we said, yeah. epic heroes don't have inner childhood wounds. No. That they need to... They're just perfect. They're born perfect. They yes. grow perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of them. Yeah. Yes. This one is like he, he, he grew pretty yeah. set up already. Yeah. Okay. I'll Most tell of you. the epic stories are very plot driven. They are. This is also <laughs> a this is a very plot driven character, right? Okay. Okay. Bernardo Carpio is a legendary figure uh-huh. in Filipino mythology who is said to cause to be the cause of earthquakes. Uh-huh. Um, and there's different versions of the tale. And I'll uh, um, I'll tell you one form, and then I'll dive into the other potential forms, right? So, do you know where Mont- Montalban is? Mm. North of Quezon City. North of Quezon. It's Rizal. It's part of Rizal. It's of and Quezon it's not City. called Montalban anymore. It's called Rodriguez now. Okay. I didn't know where it was. So do you know where the dam is? The the La Mesa Dam? Mm. It's near there. Okay. Okay. So I didn't know mm-hmm. where Montalban was. And I vaguely heard it for years and years. I know. And it's I a never, very, very familiar name. And I never looked it up. Mm-hmm. And I've not met a single person from Montalban. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you meet people from mythical places. Like for me, Lukban Quezon was a myth- <laughs> mythical place because they have this colorful Perpahias festival and everyone. And then when I first met Apple's, Apple. Apple's husband, Rick's, I said, he's like, oh, we're from Lukban Quezon. I was like, from the mythical Perpahias festival? It's a real place? It's a real place where they have colorful leaves and you can eat them anyways. So... In the verdant valleys mm-hmm. of Montalban, where the whispering winds das- danced an ancient and ancient spirits with ancient spirits, the legend of Bernardo Carpio, a hero of immense strength and a symbol of enduring hope, thrives in the heart of the people. Okay, so Bernardo started in auspices of forbidden love. Ooh. Yes. His mother was the beautiful Infanta Jimena, was okay. a noblewoman. Jimena. Okay. And his father was the brave Don Sancho Diaz of Sardinia. These seem to of be... Of Sardinia, Sard- Italy? Sardinia. C-E-R-D-E-N-I-A. So this seems to be like very... Sardinia? Ah, uh, yeah. So it's a... It's like Burbania. Like Burbania. It's ah. like a fictional sort of westernized kingdom in the Philippines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so it was written in the period of like when they were making Awit and Corridos. Yes, yes. Nambalagtas. Um, yes. Huseng Sisiu era. Huseng Sisiu, yes. Okay. So they had a baby. Uh-huh. And they defied the edict of the powerful king. The king was mm-hmm. King Alfonso and he was Jimena's brother. Okay. So the reason she's a princess, she's Infanta, she's the sister of the king. Okay. The king did not want them to get together. Okay. But they had a, a child in secret. Okay. Their love, through, through and through, was deemed a betrayal. And it led to their tragic imprisonment. Okay. Yeah. So Bernardo was born in the prison. Oh. 
Yeah, and then he was entrusted to a man called Don Rubio, who was a loyalist to the king and a man with a heart of stone. <gasps> Why was he entrusted to him? Because he was a loyalist to the king. So he would be, you know, because the parents defied ah, the king. So the king had yeah. them hand over to, to someone who he knew Al- would raise him to be. Alfonso. Rubio. The uh, king sorry. was Alfonso. Okay, okay. The Rubio. guy, Rubio, was the, yeah. the ward. What, what's the opposite of ward? Ward. Uh, Bernardo was his ward. Foster father, I guess. Foster. He was the warden. <laughs> he was. <laughs> He was the Bruce Wayne to his um, Dick Grayson. Okay. Okay. So as Bernardo grew, as did his in- incredible strength and skill with the sword, mm-hmm. he was a child of destiny. Okay. So he was marked with power that b- was both a blessing and a curse. But he grew up the normal way. Like not like epic heroes who grew up in a day. No, no, no. He grew up normally. Okay. Like normal time speed. Okay, good. His, his foster father, Don Rubio, fueled by ambition and deceit trained Bernardo in the art of combat, unaware that he was molding a force that could challenge the very throne he protected. Because he would have a claim to the throne, right? Because he's the do- he's the son of the king's yeah, sister. Yeah, he's next in line to right? the throne. Yes. So, upon a young Bernardo, upon hearing the throne of his, the truth of his lineage and the injustice paid by, pay, faced by his parents, was consumed with righteous fury. So it's a revenge epic. Yes. He challenged and defeated Rubio. Uh-huh. Not realizing the duel would end in blood and tragedy. Wait. So it was his adoptive father and then he just completely turned on his adoptive yeah, father. Yeah, because his adoptive father was loyal yeah, to the him. king. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they didn't tell him. So with Rubio's fall, Bernardo's legend as a master swordsman be- began to spread like wildfire. Bernardo's path led him to a fateful encounter in the mountains of Montalban. The Spanish, fearing his growing influence, because he started to become like a folk hero, Mm -hmm. right? And people saying like, oh, Bernardo, he was like a a saint, Mm -hmm. or like someone that the people who were rebelling against, like Mm -hmm. there were, of of course, there was rebellion against the Spanish. He was like a figurehead. He was like a figurehead, right? Mm -hmm. And and for those of us, you know, didn't grow up, for those who didn't grow up with with history, Philippine history, even if the Spanish were here for 333 years, there was rebellions all throughout. Oh, yeah, for sure. The whole time. And we, I think we touched about a, yeah. a little in our Agimat episode also. Mm-hmm. So like all throughout, from the start to the end, when they were finally kicked out by the Americans. So during this time, the Spanish, when they, they heard of his growing, growing influence, conspired with a local shaman or an encantado to trap him. <gasps> So the, the Encantado used an agimat and trapped Bernardo between two colossal borders that relentlessly pressed against each boulders. other. Boulders. Does this sound familiar? Yes. Yes. This trap was made to be his eternal prison. Is this in, in Montalban? In Montalban. Ah. And it was said... Is Montalban in a fault line? Yes, ah. it is. And said that whenever the earth trembled and shook, it was Bernardo Carpio, the mighty warrior struggling against his rocky bonds, striving to break free. Each tremor is a testament to his unyielding spirit and the enduring hope of people yearning for freedom. Aww. And so that it's, makes it, it makes my heart ache a little. It does. It does. And it said, and there's like a messi- messianic thing coming yeah. up. So Bernardo Car- Carpio. Trapped yet undefeated, became a symbol of the Filipino struggle mm-hmm. and oppression and tyranny, of tyranny. Mm-hmm. His story passed down through generations, inspired revolutionaries and common folk alike. It is believed that one day, mm-hmm. when the last chains of our bondage have been broken, Bernardo will emerge, bringing with him an era of freedom and justice. And in the stillness of Montalban, where the mountains stood as still as a silent witness to the aged, ages, the legend of Bernardo Carpio still continues to live on. A reminder of the power of hope and the strength of the human spirit and the eternal fight of freedom. Wow. So does that mean we're right? still not free? Yeah, because he's still there and we're still getting earthquakes that we got last week. So what's what's holding us back? What's our chains? Corruption. Corruption. Colonialism. Yeah. 
Colonial mentality. Capitalism. Yeah. Religious intolerance. Mm. Yeah. It's all of that. So that's Bernardo Carpio. That's his basic legend. So uh-huh. I'll tell you a little bit about the it other... It didn't feel so flat. It feel uh, Well, it's not about him. Well, that's every single epic. Exactly. It's usually stuff happens to the heroes. I am the victim of my own expectations. Yeah. But if you think about even the, the quote-unquote classics... It's, I guess, okay, I think yeah. what you're saying is it doesn't feel like he has agency. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't feel like he's able to influence his life. Yeah. Make things happen. Exactly. Aside from killing his, like... Foster father. Warden. Yeah. Like, I don't see anything about him. Whereas a lot of epic heroes... They have trials. Go on adventures. And whatever. And he doesn't have... They have have their friends. He doesn't um, have, like... Yeah, assistance or, like, guidance from the gods or the spirit and stuff like that. At least in this version of the story. Yeah. His, His character motivation is very... Is fairly, fairly flat to me. There's no romance... Except mm-hmm. for his parents, you know. So, mm-hmm. anyways, there's other versions. Okay. I heard other versions of of his story where he had specific duties and yeah. responsibilities. Yeah, yes. Okay. So, there are other versions. Some versions say Bernardo Carpio is a giant. Mm-hmm. As supported by the enormous footsteps he reputedly left behind in the mountains of Montalban. Do they have? They say they have. Photos? I don't know. Okay. No, there wasn't when mm-hmm. I saw Others say he was the size of an ordinary man. <laughs> Accounts of the stories have pre-colonial origins, but the name of the hero, of course, was Hispanized. Yeah. The original name of the hero has been lost to time. Mm-hmm. All versions of the story agree that Bernardo Carpio has the strength that was similar of many strongmen heroes of ancient epics, such as Lam Ang. Mm. So it's just a strength that was that that's most consistent. It's very Herculean. Yes, so story. Yeah, so some versions say he's keeping the mountains from crashing into each other. Yeah. That it's not a prison, but it's he's he's protecting us from the mountains. So it's like it's very Atlas, Atlas yeah. holding up the sky. And in some versions, of course, the, that he's trapped trying to break free. And when he shrugged, when Atlas shrugged, <laughs> when Bernardo shrugged, right? So let's talk about like the origin, right? And and again, just as a caveat, there's about- another version. I don't know if you're covering it, where he kind of like guards the gates to the heavens where the gods are. No, I don't. I didn't see that. So one. I heard the. Ver- I don't know the full tale because I didn't research this, but there's versions where the gods are like left, you know, the mortal planes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in their own world. Mm-hmm. But in order to get that. You have to pass through Bernardo Harpio, who guards. He's like a Cerberus. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he guards the gate so that no, not just anyone can enter the realm of the yeah. gods. But that could be like just a... And then... Like in a that, balang. In that version of the story, because he's not the Bida. Okay. In that version of the story, the the person who wanted to like reach the, the gods or talk to the gods or whatever had to bring boatloads of because he's a giant boatloads yeah. of wine to get him drunk uh, to get him drunk so that I they think could I pass heard this story yeah 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 and I get remember. to the gods yeah yeah. yeah 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 I think I heard of this story before I, wasn't it in a comic I don't remember probably I think so I think I heard that version also okay so again for, from a pre-colonial origin standpoint mm. a lot of the accounts will be Spanish friars mm-hmm. uh, uh, capturing oral tradition right so there's a, uh, a a writer named Pedro Chirino, mm-hmm. and he said the ancient Tagalog believes that the earthquake is more than it's nothing more than the effect. We're talking about earthquakes origins. That earthquakes are nothing more than the effect of the movements of a huge animal in the entrails of the earth, and according to some, it was an alligator or a crocodile. Ooh. Yeah, and the Tagalogs once helped held crocodiles in the greatest veneration and they even saw one in the water they cry out in all in subjection no no meaning grandfather there's also who's that in Zambal Galura Galura isn't Galura the Galura sounds like Garuda Garuda is the eagle yeah 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 Galura I think is the crocodile the giant crocodile yeah I wouldn't be surprised then of course the bird called Tig Mamanok Mm mhm it's a white-collared kingfisher, and they are also considered very sacred because they are permitted to pick a crocodile's teeth without harm. 
Isn't isn't this Kingfisher also the one in the Bathala origin story? Yes, yes, yeah. he's the same one. Uh, not not, ah, not not the Bathala for uh, the, the life of me. The creation I've, story. I've n- yeah, the Bathala yeah. creation story. Oh yeah, where he planted the yeah. seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the life of me, I've never seen a kingfisher in the Philippines. I've seen a kingfisher in our house in the same basement that we had a, a carabao come in and watch yeah. TV. There was also a kingfisher. Nice. Because we're so near to Taal, right? Yeah. So so the, the the birds and you know come and fly in. And the trabajadors, they thought it was uh, aswang. Because they'd never seen a bird so big. It was it almost came up to not to the chest but like to the waist mm. of the trahabador. Mm. I got into by the way an Instagram debate. What? And it wasn't an Instagram debate, but with it who? was so you know Tagalog Kurt, who's that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like this. You debated with him? No, not him. So he does he does these things where he asks Google Translate to do things, and it's always like it's like there's a bab 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 like it's tongue twister, right? And so he did one with mangas and mangagawa mm. and workers and whatever. And then people in the comments were saying, no one says mangagawa. People use tra- 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 trabaha- trabahar, trabahar, tra- tra- not trabahar, or no. painante. No, no, no. Like no, painante is different. Like trabahar, something like that. What? And I said, I've never used I've trabahar. never heard that, right? But Yaya uses it. Okay. And so I said, and then people were saying like, no, Trabahar is Filipino, but like Mangagawa is Tagalog. And then people were like saying like, and then there is this one guy who said, I've never heard Trabahar, I've heard Mangagawa. And his handle was Phil Amboy. And then some hater mm. just comes in and says, Tanga ka pala, eh, Phil Am ka eh, wala kang alam. So, oh eh, like a really, like a hater is like, at, uh, kaya hindi mo alam yung Mangagawa. Kasi niya, huwag kang kakoment-comment dyan kung wala kang alam, Phil Am ka naman. And then other people were, were like defending him and like different words are used in different places. Ganyan, ganyan. So baka yun yung kinalakihan niya. I mean, mm. if he's a Philam and he didn't grow up in the Philippines, baka yun yung narinig mm. niya from his parents, right? And I just came in and I was like, I don't know if this comment was a joke, whatever. Mm. But just to let you know, I've heard Mangagawa and I've heard Trabahar, Trabahar, Trabahador. Trabajador is a Spanish borrow word, but just because it's a Spanish borrow word doesn't mean it's not part of Filipino mm. language. It's kind of like saying, it's kind of like saying, keiki is not a Japanese word because it's a borrowed word, mm-hmm. right? I didn't say that in the whole thing. I said it was a, Jap- a Spanish borrowed word. Also, incidentally, a lot of con- a lot of provinces use this prefer to use the Spanish than the Filipino. Mm-hmm. So, for example. In Visayas and in Old Manila, people do use Trabahar, Trabahador. Mm-hmm. But in Old Filipino, Old Tagalog, Deep Tagalog regions like where I'm from, Batangas and maybe and Bulacan, Bulacan. they use Mangagawa. Mm-hmm. So both are correct. Both yeah. are used. So and then I and then I and then like oh nga tama and they were like they were like digging on this guy who's so mean. He's like tanga tanga mo magbasa ka nga ganyan. Parang dude, come on, get over it. And then. Over the and that I did that like last week and then every day like two or three people are like liking my comment on Tagalog Kirk because like they were like really de- debating on like what's right and wrong and I think that's also one of the things that I wanna I want us to do in like this podcast of like there's no like right or wrong yeah word by the way for even it, words right? so let's take, yeah. forget the whole um mixed language debate even yeah. words in the English language for yes example, that used to be grammatically incorrect yes. or just use incorrectly yeah. if you use it enough times you have no choice but to adopt the new yes. the new meaning of the word right yeah. and the the point is the definition of a word is based on what people understand it means yes yes right it's something we just create all the time yeah like everything is made like up like a word that I don't like aesthetic um, no aside from that this is my second example the first one Regardless and irregardless. Yes, now mean the same thing. For the longest time, irregardless yeah. was just completely wrong. Yeah. You have to use regardless. And irregardless meant something completely different because of the syntax and the use of the prefix and whatever. Oh, I have an example also. But I since really more pe- most people use it all the time... Incorrectly. It just, it's just, you know, in the definition in the dictionary has been updated. And yeah. now it means exactly the same as regardless. Flammable and inflammable mean yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even though Anna and I hate the usage of the word aesthetic as a descriptor yeah. rather than a noun, which is what it is, it yeah. is now a descriptor, sadly. Yeah. And we just have to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Wait, I have another one. 
Till the usage of till, uh-huh. like until, uh-huh. shortened, is is supposed to be apostrophe t i l. But people have been using t i l l as in till the soil, uh-huh. as in araro the soil. Yeah. And and I think I lost my battle with it when it was in a Harry Potter book. Yeah. And I said like, okay, I there's no turning well, back. Well, I mean, even it's the in whole, common use now. Even the whole British British and American spelling differences. Yes. Or not because of any specific rule. Yeah. It's just that it's usage. When no, no, no. So, for example, color in Britain in in in, in UK oh, English yeah. is spelled with a U K C O L O U R. In America, it's shortened to C O L O R. It's because printing was so expensive and yeah. ink was so expensive. So the Americans just shorten. if it sounds the same, we're just gonna shorten it and simplify the spelling. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I like okay, that, that okay. was a very long aside. A, a big aside. Okay. <laughs> The possible causes of earthquake was the because of the crocodile and the kingfisher. The Pasig River had a large rock before called Buwayang Bato, called the stone crocodile. Where is it? It Where was, was an it idol on and in along the Pasig River. Yeah, but it, it's very long. Is it in Manila? Is it? I didn't in... say, but it served as an idol for many years, and they used to leave offerings What's to it, it whenever they passed by Buwayang Bato wow. until. The fathers of the Saint Augustine order brought broke no! it up into little bits and set up a cross in its place. I am so mad. As an Augustinian, I am, I am so, so mad. mad. I'm so mad. Oh, because the Augustinian priests are are huge in the Intramuros room. There's a sense. My San face Augustine is feeling Church. hot. I'm actually so really annoying, mad. Right? Our sacred rock. You know what's even more irritating? Mm. They probably knocked down the rock and they used it to build a church. Oh, for sure. <sighs> on behalf of the Augustine. Yeah, there's a huge Augustinian like right next to Manila Cathedral. Do you think that's it? We used to do we used to do retreats there. And if I'd only known, <gasps> if so I'd annoying. only known that it was it knocked down our ancestors' buayang bato, I was so wise. Fellow Augustinians, rise up. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> Take down that church <laughs> and rebuild the and rebuild the boy in bato. <laughs> you know that church actually was kind of one of those miraculous churches that that it served as the Red Cross headquarters during mm-hmm. the bombing of Manila, and it was one of the few buildings that were not 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 knocked down. Mm-hmm. I like to think it was because of the stone of the boy in bato and not because of Saint Augustine. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> rise up, Augustinians, rise up. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, soon, a small shrine or chapel with an image of San Nicolas of Tolentino was built in that place. Some documented old Tagalog curses include, Kainin ka na ng buaya! May Wait, the crocodile eat you! Why are there old Tagalog curses? They graffitied the church or the... Oh no, this is just like as an aside of like after, uh-huh. after this happened, there were still these old curses that people would give. But then now it doesn't have a lot of relevance. Who did they curse? Spanish. Ah. Yeah. Kainin ka ng buaya or lamunin ka ng lindol. May the earthquake swallow you. So, it is clear. We should use that. I know. Kainin ka ng buaya. You should comment back to the guy on the thread. And say, kainin ka sa ng buaya. And he's like, I don't get the reference. Then are you really Filipino? Are you really Filipino? How are you? Chaka. So, uh, so obviously, Bernardo Carpio was like a Hispanized avatar of like all sorts of earthquakes. So, Bernardo Carpio belongs to the king in the mountain motif, right? So mm. a lot of these stories of king in the mountain, wherein the king is not dead, mm-hmm. but asleep in the cave and will wake up one day oh to God, deliver his country from the oppressors. It's Camelot. It is Camelot. The once and future king. Yes. The problem is the Galugs had no king. <laughs> yeah. They had a term for it so far as Spanish lexographers translate as in Harry in Spain, Ray. They were ruled by feudal lords independent from one another and certainly associated in feudal, feudal politics. The first king mentioned in the Tagalog areas are the Bruneans of Manila, mm-hmm. the, arrival of Liga, the arrival of Legaspi, and they bore, bore the title Raha, mm-hmm. or La, Tagalized as Ladia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, if Bernardo Carpio was a, a, an ancient king, he wouldn't be a king in the way that Westerners would think of it. And so I think it's just, he just became molded and fit folded into this For whole sure. mold. So the people believed that 
Bernardo Carpio was very real mm-hmm. and uh, very very much existed. So, mm-hmm. like even remember when we did Sinukuan? Yeah. Some people were trying to kind of trace her real people yeah. that could have been yeah Sinukuan. Yeah. So this guy, so so there is this guy who crowned himself king of the Galogs, right? And there's like a couple of uh, groups of these um, dios dios, the mm-hmm. little cults. That also said that their father, so this one of the groups in Mount Banahaw, said that her their father, their founder was an incarnation of both the Infinito Dios and Bernardo Carpio together. Which cult is this? It's the cult of um, Ciudad Mística de Dios in Banahaw. In Banahaw. So this section now is about his symbolism. Mm-hmm. During the age of, and again, like using his symbols. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, about no, about this part is about him as a figurehead. Okay. During a revolutionary figurehead during mm-hmm. the Spanish and U.S. occupation. Mm-hmm. Um, like a symbol of hope. Or yes, something. yes, a symbol of hope, but also it reminded me a little bit of the trickster episode that we did. Uh-huh. Where his... Oh, it's like a resistance. Yeah. Like civil disobedience. Civil disobedience. Or no, it's called something Malicious, else. malicious uh, compliance. What is it? No, it's like a... It's a yeah, something like compliance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, Sorry, basically what that means, guys, if you haven't listened to the Trickster episode, is y- your way of resisting is not by outright revolting, but by being willfully disobedient yeah but in like ignorant like you're pretending to be ignorant yeah 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 so for example the example that they gave was like oh is that how you compute taxes oh i guess we i did didn't wrong know amount. oh no <laughs> i forgot so it's kind of just like being an irritant you're disobeying but in a very sly way by pretending yeah. that you're just ignorant or stupid and you yeah. don't understand yeah. so that was that was Juan Tamad. That was one Juan of his Juan Pusong, yeah. one of his is his purposes. Bernardo Carpio mm-hmm. was more of an outright rebellion and revolutionary I mean, uh, image because he's like a giant, right? So in the 1940s, and I I tried to find this document, but I could not find it in Gutenberg Press. Damiana Eugenio was able to find a document that had a compilation of tales about Bernardo Carpio, and it says. Bernardo Carpio is considered the savior of the Filipinos against national oppression and enslavement. Mm. Yeah. According to that particular telling of the tale, the last link on the chain of when the last link is broken, Mm. like I mentioned, the oppression and enslavement of the Filipino race will be replaced by freedom and happiness. What this belief apparently referred to was the Spanish occupation in the Philippines and later the occupation by the U.S. and Japan in World War II. And the legend has continued to be told this way, as apparent reference to freedom from poverty now rather than from foreign domination. Mm-hmm. The Filipino revolutionary heroes Jose Rizal and Andres Bonifacio were have said to pay homage to Bernardo Car- Carpio. Gosh. The former, Jose Rizal, made a pilgrimage to Montalban. Oh, wow. And Andres Bonifacio made the caves of Montalban a secret meeting place for the Katipunan. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Super cool. And it's like and very thematic. dangerous because what if there's an earthquake? earthquake? Then yeah. your entire leadership council Everyone. of your <laughs> the whole LT, the whole LT of KKK is going to. By the way, KKK is not an American KKK. KKK is kataas taasang kagalang-galang katipunan ng mga anak ng bayan. Yes, which is the revolutionary organization. Yes. <laughs> what if? So, like I said, he is. So the the Montalban cave where he is imprisoned is right on the West Valley Fault System, and it used to be called the Marikina Valley Fault System. Sorry, so it goes all the way to Marikina. My brain is just on this aside. <laughs> of, of like, if your entire leadership council of, of all the leaders of the KKK got didn't they used to shout things yeah. like like when you like as children we knew that things were like no but it reminds you of like in our old company yeah the leadership team could not ride the same plane we still could do that can't so do that in yeah so in a lot of like corporations like your leadership team so I say maybe there's ten of them yeah they need to be split into at least two or three planes so that mm-hmm. you know if anything you happens, know why you know why that's the case. I rem- because there was a be- in the very first airplane bombing disaster uh-huh. in the U.S. Uh-huh. 
all of the and this happened in the 70s i think this might be the story i was about to say the bell company ah no yeah so so there's a son he was very angry at his mother Mm -hmm. so he planted a bomb in her suitcase jesus and exploded the whole plane Uh but it so happened the entire leadership team of the pacific bell atlantic bell phone company Uh were there yeah like 18 of them. Yeah, I've heard about And this. it crashed. And then all of a sudden, there's no corporate leadership. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, shoot. I know who's the boss now. <laughs> it, it also happened in an NBA team. Oh. I forgot who it oh, was. Oh, that sucks too. And an entire NBA team, they were oh, all just no. in one plane. And then it crashed and they all died. And so for that year, the owner of the team, so the team mm-hmm. management, was allowed to draft one from each of the existing teams. Okay. To make up his his new team. Oh, kind of. So there, that's why there needs to be a designated survivor. Yeah. So KKK. The, KKK had they a designated survivor. They should have had a designated survivor. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. In the Montalban fault line. Okay. So wait, lang. So the fault line that goes through the Philippines, which cities does it go through exactly? So I looked at this. So I'll show you. Because it runs perpendicular to Luzon, right? Yeah. Along the Metro Manila. Yes. Mm. Yeah, man. Not exactly through Metro Manila. Marikina Fault. Yeah, Marikina is in Metro Manila. Oh, you're right. Okay, here it is. Here's the Marikina Fault system. So it goes from San Mateo. So this is this is Montalban up mm-hmm. here. San Mateo, Quezon City, Marikina, Pasig. Oh, Tagig. Muntinlu. You're right. It runs through Manila. Yeah. Muntinlupa, Carmona, Santa Rosa, all the way to Tagaytay. So were the Tagaytay ridges built by the fault line? Maybe. Huh, interesting. Mm. Oh, here. Here's a clearer map. Oh, so it doesn't run perpendicular. It actually runs vertically. Vertically, yeah. Through Manila. Oh, wait. Look, it's because this is Montalban, but it goes all the way up here too. Mm-hmm. Up to the... Sierra Madre? Sher- no. We could just like break off this part of Luzon. Right mm. after after the Laguna de Bay because it goes right through Laguna de Bay, mm-hmm. so everything to the left of Laguna de Bay would just be like broken off. Yeah, in Tagaytay, my parents' house would be. My parents just like they're on the fault line and they're next to that. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know why property values are so expensive there because you know still yeah. Okay, now we go to popular literature. In popular literature, mm-hmm. the most recent one is Lav Diaz. Yes. So he did a film called super Lullaby, artsy. the super artsy, super long. Lullaby to the Sorrowful Mystery, or in Tagalog, Hele sa Hiwagang Hapis. And this was a very, very... Was this the 8R1? Yes, this is the 8R1. So this film, it was out in 2016 and yeah. it made the and it won all the awards. Brian had a film that was also out at this time. Brian, my husband, he wrote the score for a film by a, a Serbian filmmaker, Vladimir, who they collaborate together. So they were up for the same weird awards because mm-hmm. he also had a weird film about mm-hmm. a family building a house. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Like Love Diaz, sorry. It's also very strange. And he got so mad because he lost all the awards to Love Diaz. And he's like, it's an eight-hour film. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. And it won all the awards. So it's an eight-hour film. Um, I think this was the same film we talked about, which had aspects of the Marcos Revolution also oh, in the Tikbalang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Tikbalang is a big... We, we talked about it in the Tikbalang. Mm-hmm. Here, the Tikbalang is interesting because the Tikbalang was actually played as a triune. It was three people. It was played by Bernardo Bernardo, Sherry Hill, and, and, and Angel Aquino. What does this have to do with Bernardo Carpio? It is because they made a deal they made a deal with the Spanish to bind Bernardo Carpio. It was the Tikbalang who bound Bernardo Carpio, not the ah. shaman. Uh, effectively allowing the Spanish to rule over the leaderless people. Wait, this was in Hele? Yeah, in Hele. The Tikbalang made a deal with the Spanish uh-huh. to ensnare and capture Bernardo Carpio. And that was the only reason why the Spanish was able to what rule the What did the Tikbalang get? I don't know. I didn't watch it for eight hours. <laughs> you didn't? I didn't. I cannot. Towards the end, spoiler, towards the end of the film, the Tikbalang reveals that they never chained up Bernardo Carpio because he is just a myth and that he said it was just a foolish hope for the salvation from a figment of the imagination. Oh. Ah! Yeah. They did it to, to break the spirit of the Filipinos mm. and said, no, no, you will never be free from the Spanish. Mm. 
because Bernardo Carpio is chained up. And in the end, there was never a Bernardo Carpio. It's like the reverse mm. of Space Jam. <laughs> it's like the reverse that you had the magical spirit to play good basketball in the first place. The reverse. <laughs> Hele, Hele, Hele is the reverse of Space Jam. Sorry, if you haven't watched or you don't remember it, remember <laughs> in Space Jam at that final game at the end when they're losing to the like all steroided up like monster space monster crew. aliens. Yeah, Michael Jordan tricks the Looney Tunes into believing that they have special basketball powers. With drinking like an elixir or something. Yeah, so he, he pretends that there's this magical Kool-Aid or whatever that they're drinking. And then so they just randomly believe that they're good in basketball and that's how they win. That's what anime means. <laughs> it's the reverse of this. <laughs> we have to say it because they're I young. I know, they're very know. young. But wasn't there a new version of Space LeBron? Jam? Oh. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't finish it. Was it also eight it hours? Painful. <laughs> okay. So Bernardo Carpio was in a stamp. Okay. Here's the comic depiction where they said they copied it from. It's like Samson. Samson. And Delilah. And she has red hair. I don't know who this is. And who's the black haired, green skinned lady? Maybe she's the Encanto. Ah, uh, maybe. But here's the actual stamp. <laughs> I thought that there was a palaka. Okay. I thought so too. It's cute. 2012. Yeah. Fairly recent. Seven pesos stamp. Okay. Epic Studios. Uh, which is a comic book company, a production company. Um, they had a novel about a graphic novel about Bernardo Carpio showcasing his story. The cover art was done by Lan Medina. And mm. Lan Medina is famous for Fables, mm-hmm. The Punisher, Max, Dead Man, and Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. I have some of the fables that he has. It's very cool. And the colorist was Lan Randy Monses, who made Pedro Penduco, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. And it was launched in 2018 and made its rounds at the Comic-Con Asia of the same year. So this is one of the comics. I saw online about four chapters. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Who is this guy? With the claws, with the scythe. Sitan. Sitan. Maybe. Additionally, there's also another comic book called Ang Pambihirang Mundo ni Bernardo Carpio. What's that in English? The magical, amazing, 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 amazing world of amazing world. Get it, of Bernardo Carpio, by Jerwin S. J. This comic offers a unique take on the myth, featuring two students who accidentally accidentally fall into Bernardo Carpio's world and encounter various beings that inhabit it. The comic is part of a collection of graphic novels that celebrate Philippine folklore and mythology. So here it is. Pretty cool. Nice. Two students fall in there. Okay. And then there was a movie entitled Bernardo Carpio in 1951. Oh, wow. <laughs> directed by Benjamin Rasella and Artemio B. Texon and it was released in 1950. The movie start, starred Cesar Ramirez, Alicia Vergel, and Belia Flores. Mm-hmm. Providing the cinematic interpretation you're supposed to. Oh, I love how he's dressed like a Stone Age guy. I know. Because people didn't wear clothes then, you know. I hate that so much. I mean, of all the misconceptions about pre-colonial, I hate it so much. And here's another poster of it. Look at Belia Flores. Yeah. Gorgeous. This looks like something 90s Kabaklaan would post. Yeah. Hi, Attention. 90s. Hi, 90s Kabaklaan. We love you. <laughs> But yeah, that's the fairly manipulated story of uh, Bernardo Carpio. I was thinking, like, why isn't there... Remember in Anitos, we talked about... In Little Big Gods, mm. we talked about specific gods and goddesses and stuff. But there, I, I they, they were usually, like... To quote Maximo, Re, Ma, Maximo Reyes? Ramos. Ramos. They're the lower mythology gods. Mm-hmm. There are some earthquake low mythology gods. I was surprised that there wasn't like a higher mythology earthquake god. I think there was though. No. There was not not, not one specific higher mythology god. There were like gods of but I so I I hypothesized in my own anthropological uh, context. Mm-hmm. Now maybe it's a thing that's so common that people take it for granted. Right? Like maybe it's a thing that is so normal. That they don't think like so. There's like gods to protect people from tsunamis, uh-huh. right? And storms and water, yeah. right? Yeah. When we were talking about underworld gods, uh-huh. because it's rare 
tsunamis are rare. Tsunamis will happen every couple of years, right? Earthquakes happen like last week, 15 times. <laughs> well, or maybe it's because we have so many mountain gods. Possibly. So maybe any Earth-related phenomenon is just linked with the Volcano. mountains and volcanoes. Maybe, anyway. maybe, yeah. Because we have a lot of volcano gods. We have so many active volcanoes, right? Yeah. Or we had so many active volcanoes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's possible. I just find that his is such a tragic story. Yeah. Because usually when you have... Well, he, it wasn't like an actual epic epic, right? Or maybe it was. We don't know. Yeah. But usually epic stories end a bit more happily for mm-hmm. the lead guy. Like usually they... He gets freed by gets his friends. The or the chicken. Or he becomes the ruler of something. He becomes the king of Manila. And, well, it's very telling, right? Because yeah. this is a story that was formed during the period of oppression or is written mm-hmm. um, during the period of oppression where it's just this, you're holding out the perpetual hope that the rightful ruler or the rightful owner mm-hmm. of the land will be able to come and claim his throne back. But also, it's not just holding out hope, but it's like the power is not in you. But it's 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 as long as this god is trapped yeah. under Montalban, you will never be free. What's surprising to me is other than killing what's his name, the guy Don Rubio. Don Rubio. What has he done for him to be a hero? No, I'm okay. sorry. Where is yeah, it? It's not there. You just assume. Yeah, it's just maybe... it's just like he went through a lot of trials. Like there was not like it's or maybe not like it's just the details are just lost in yeah history. lost in time or his original like his yeah. original name is lost in time because okay he's strong yeah. And Other it, than him being like the rightful ruler of the rat land, what has he done that has merit? It's one of those. It's one of those. Like, no, no. I mean, it's it's not. A, it's a predestination type of yeah, thing, right? Yeah. He was just born, particularly son of someone, and mm-hmm. son of he had had a right to succession. It was one of those. You know who he is? Who he's is? Harry Potter. He's, he's Harry Potter. He just didn't do anything yeah. to earn it. Because Harry Potter is yeah. just like, things just happen to him. Yeah, you know, exactly. Special. Although he does grow as a character later on, but you know. Yeah, no, but the, but he was the chosen a chosen one, one. From, from birth, right? Mm-hmm. It could have easily have been Neville. Neville actually earned his stripes and his hotness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Yeah. I, I do like the whole kind of mythos and usage of his like story as a figurehead to represent like the struggle mm-hmm. of unoppressed nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the victim mentality though. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's also the, the, the purpose of it. Maybe Lav yeah. Diaz was correct. Yeah, that's true. There was never a Bernardo Carpe. It was just something made up. Or maybe it's like after years and years of struggle, you're like, why can we never win? There must be a reason. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's both a comfort, but also a cop out. Sad to say, yeah, an excuse for inaction. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, what can we do? Our hero is trapped. Yeah. Ganyan we're, na talaga eh. Ganyan na talaga eh. We're powerless. Yeah. Which is sad for like on a whole other level, mm-hmm. if you think about it. So rise up! <laughs> <laughs> the real like who like what would be an an epic hero that would be similar to Bernardo Carpio unless he was really just created I think we have our own heroes I think we have our own heroes no I meant like an epic hero was he based on an epic hero of the Tagalogs and and whatnot because remember we talked about this we lost those yeah epic stories right and that's like and and, and which brings me to of the Tagalogs exactly which brings me to maybe the reason that we don't have it because of that Katagalugan area was was overthrown so early on and for so long Unlike the other regions, not even where... early on, it was just that they decided that that this would be the base of operation. Manila was so be the, center, the eradication yeah. was so thorough. Yeah, right. As yeah. opposed to other areas which may have been invaded earlier, but then were left yeah on their own after a while. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's weirdly heavy. It's weirdly heavy at the end in the earthquake in the earthquake realm of the Philippines. I know. Well, be safe, guys, if you live on the fault line. Mm-hmm. All the way, all the way from Montalban, all the way to Tagig, my Tagig neighbors, all the way to Cavite, Tagaytay, mom and dad. Please be careful. 
because Bernardo Carpio might shrug yeah. his shoulders. Do you know any other Bernardo Carpio stories? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Along the fault line. Are you from Montalban? Because I've never met anyone from Montalban. <laughs> Do you still call it Montalban? <laughs> is it still Montalban or is it now called Rodriguez? <laughs> Please, if you grew up with your stories. like So this is the thing like with the Maria Cacao story, right? That there, there aren't a lot of Maria Cacao stories that exist. But apparently this lady who was the queen of chocolate, her grandmother made up all sorts of Maria mm. Cacao stories. Did your grandmother make up all sorts of Bernardo Carpio stories? If so, can you share them with us? Because they are part of the mythos. Be interesting. Yeah. Let us know. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Are you descended from the king of that of Manila? Sardinia? <laughs> Sardinia. Was it called Sardinia? Yeah, King Alfonso of Sardinia. No, that was the... The dad. No, the, the king wasn't of Sardinia, right? The dad. Oh, the dad. Yeah, yeah. Don the... something of Sardinia. Yeah. yeah. King Alfonso. Who knows? Who knows? So thank you so much. Thank you for sitting through my Bernardo Carpio tale. It was fun. It was fun. I've learned a lot. I felt a little sad. I'm very mad at my Augustinian. <laughs> Rise up! I, mean, <laughs> I, I was looking while you were looking through your notes. I was looking for pictures of like Boayang Bato. Yeah. Find it. So See, because they didn't have cameras anymore. But there was an artist depiction that showed it was like Rock in the middle of the river. Ooh! So, like, think of it as, like, the river is, like, yay wide and it's in the middle, so it kind of just diverges. So people just, like, pass through it. That's cool. I like that. Hey, Anima, where can they find us? They can find us at thegasmosegreedy.pod on Instagram and on Facebook and on Patreon. And they can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you can listen to your podcast. Yay! And remember, guys, the best way to support the podcast is to give us a rating. Yay! Five star rating. Uh, on Apple or on Spotify or whatever you listen. Or, you know, just share it with your friends. By the way, you guys have posted your Spotify wrapped. And a few people have said that they're, we're one of your top podcasts that you listen to this year. So thank you to at Nexay on Instagram. Thank you to Pau Huertas. Um, at Odin Novelty <laughs> on Instagram and to Sassy Sassy <laughs> hi guys thank you for listening so glad to have you with us on this journey we hope you enjoy and we'll see you next time bye bye guys